It's time for the only podcast on earth with two major league baseball all-stars, Demetri Young, who may or may not show up tonight, we don't know. Jason Kendall, who is here, won four times Stanley Cup champion, and Darren McCarty. Guys, we got an interesting show put together for you tonight. I'm actually really Yes, I am too, because we just talked about it before we got we hopped on and I'm so intrigued about NHL and Dennis go from there because I know there's so many different little things and obviously other sports, but that's kind of what uh, DMAC does. And, and every, you, got, you get what I'm saying. Everybody loves a good conspiracy theory. And I went down a rabbit hole recently of some of the greatest sports conspiracy theories out on the market today. There's a couple hockey ones. There's a couple baseball ones. And, and I'll be honest, some of them I've never even heard about. And let me ask you this, Kendall, because you were playing baseball. Did you hear about the conspiracy theory about Cal Ripken Jr. and breaking the record? Yes. So for those of you at home who do not know, and this is kind of what got me started, is there's a conspiracy on the market right now that says Cal Ripken Jr.'s record should not have been broken because the night of the the record, there was a mysterious power outage. It happened. It has to do with Kevin Costner. It did. It happened because apparently Cal Ripken walks in on his wife fooling around with Kevin Costner. Apparently they get into some sort of fight. Uh, Cal gets a little bit injured, and they postpone the record-breaking game, I believe, one day so he can make the lineup, right, Jason? Well, I, I don't think it was injured. I think it was um, they had um, all of a sudden they couldn't get the uh, the lights on. The, uh, there was ballpark stuff. There was electricity. That's the story I heard. And every person that has told me that, oh, I know from a good source. I know from a good source. You know who? I, I don't know if that's true or not. But um, it's not like it's – I've heard it from just one or two people. It's 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 pretty much – around the uh, major league baseball. So I, I, I don't think that it was, um, I don't think it had anything to do with him being injured. I think they all of a sudden Cameron yards is like, Oh wait, you know what? Um, we can't get our lights to work. So we got to play a double header or reschedule the game. That's what I heard. Crazy. Right. D Mac. Yeah. I mean, Hey, it's, uh, it, it, it could be to the powers that be. I mean, it, it is. And you think about, is it, you know, I, I look at it and is it plausible? Absolutely. And Jay says, if he hears it from different people, what the just is, I'm sure that how you explained it, Dennis, it's, you know, ballpark as far as, you know, here, like hearsay to what the logistics were, but did something happen you know, my thing is, is there correlation there? Yeah. You got to look into it a little bit more. It'd be more, it'd be, you know, something that be interesting to hear deeper on. But again, it's like one of those things. How long ago was that? You know, like little things come out, right? It's sort of little things come out. Well, that one, I do not know for sure. Right. There's a couple right. that it's, I do have that I'm writing right. down that I do know for sure. Okay. Well, see, that's, you know, and, and that's one of the ones which makes it, you know, separates it between legend, lore, Absolutely. is it made up? It's that, but the fact, could it be true? Hey, if that's Absolutely. the case, if that's the case and they shut the lights down for a ballpark, which you know was packed because he was chasing the record, he was that cool. 
There were oh, absolutely. There absolutely. were a couple of secret suspensions I stumbled upon. We all heard the Michael Jordan, the reason why he took what the two years off to go play baseball and find himself was he was actually serving a secret suspension from uh, David Stern in the NBA for gambling. Now, how plausible do you guys think that is? Because in my, I was a kid back then, so in my mind, I could see a guy getting burnt out going to play baseball and try something different but on the flip side it was no secret about michael jordan and his gambling i don't know on that one well you know it's 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 one of those things that you don't you don't know how the old boy network and it was all set up because things are running a little bit differently now you know with the agreement or whatever because you look at today he's owned a owned an NBA team for a long time. So there is some sort of, and being the greatest, the greatest player and being the cash cow for the league, you know, now you're talking about things at a whole different level that as long as, uh, as long as there's enough money and, and enough of the right people's money at stake, anything's possible. And if you think about it, and this is obviously arguably the best, I mean, you just call him the best NBA uh, basketball player ever, but, um, isn't that the, the same time his father died on um, it, like the same time? Of, yes, and that was another one because there was a so that's where that one kind of gets a little bit more interesting because you know obviously that that happened. But um, well, there's also another conspiracy theory out there about his father actually being murdered from uh, paying, his debt. Yep, yep, paying off some debt to some uh, powerful gamblers that he never paid back. So. That's a little too dark for me. I didn't really yeah, without a doubt. That was on my list, but I kind of was tiptoeing around it and I wanted to fill out the room before I threw that one out there. But you brought it up and it kind of goes hand in hand. No, yeah, it, it's it does. You know, like that's you know, one of those things that I think that, that it's you know, is that an urban legend? Is it is there some plausibility to well, it? How I, deep does it go? What what's the level of it? So, you know, like nobody some people know the truth, but you know, and, and you know, what? I, I tried to put myself in his shoes. Like I was a pretty good high school quarterback. I had a great gig playing baseball. Um, and I tried, I signed to, uh, at San Diego state because they were going to let me play both baseball and basketball. Jordan, obviously, well, I want to go play baseball for two years. Listen, he, he was, he held his own. I'm not going to, I mean, that's because of the athlete he was. I didn't see me at the time. If like, say, I don't know, the chief said, Hey, do you want to go, uh, take two years off baseball and go play football. Like I said, this is not going to happen. I'm just making this up. I don't see me wanting to do that because I'm, I'm fine with my gig. I'm getting paid very well. I mean, I don't know. That, that's just kind of my, he was good. He held his own. Don't get me wrong. And that's because he's an athlete, but why would you want to go ride buses around? Granted, he bought the, the Birmingham parents, a huge bus and this now, but when you're, you're the greatest athlete or basketball player in the world or whatever you want to call him. But that brings up a good question. And I'm going to ask you DMAC. This question is in the height of your four Stanley cups. I mean, when you were, I mean, right dead in the middle and the Detroit Tigers call you and say, Hey, do you want to give up playing hockey and then try to play minor league baseball and see if you can make it to the majors? Would you have walked away? Let's say year six, year seven, year eight and tried that after my third, after my third cup, Probably. That makes sense then. Okay, let me yeah, ask you this. Probably okay. after the after the 
this O two O three. Yeah, like after the O three O four season. Well, Dennis, here's a perfect case. Instead of me going and playing rock star with the band with my band during the lockout year, I would have gone and you know third catcher in the bullpen for the Tigers if they would ask. If I was in a better spot mentally, maybe I should have done that. Then maybe I'd have a World Series. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I compare this because he's been doing it, and I believe he's still doing it. Is I don't know anything about the guy, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, this has got to be like on what maybe five or six years in the minor league system with the Mets. That's Four somebody five, yeah. who I believe really, really loves the baseball part of it. And I mean, this guy had an unbelievable gig at college. Well, he was on Good Morning America for a little bit, but then the college analyst or whatever on game day, and but. Hang on, Jason. It's a lot easier to play minor league baseball when you have ten million dollars in the bank than when you have five grand in the bank and you're scraping by. Let's be honest. Well, okay, yes, it is absolutely. But and you can ask uh, Dmac the same thing. Minor leagues is not fun. You are sitting on long bus rides, fifteen, it's sixteen fun hour when, bus it's, rides. It's fun when you're young. It's fun when you're young and you don't have stuff. Your first to couple about. years, right? And before you, before you grow up, and then you have kids. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, I mean, stopping by a a, a, a a truck stop at four in the morning, getting combos or Cheez-Its and, and a Mountain Dew for your your breakfast or whatever. That's not fun. And I was always the youngest going up in the minor leagues, and I'll never. I, so I had to double up, and I got like Alvaro, not Alvaro, uh, something Espinosa, Ramon Espinosa, sitting like drooling on my shoulder, sleeping for a fifteen-hour bus ride. That's not fun. That's not fun at all. So that's why you. That's why you do extra BP to get up to the show. Right. You want to get out of there. Well, that's there, why. That's why I'm not afraid to get a broken nose. I'll exactly. fight anybody to get off the bus. There were a couple other secret suspensions. Uh, uh, 2006, Roger Clemens when he signed with the Astros. And I I bring this up because I want to ask you guys. Now, do you guys talk amongst yourself when you hear the secret suspension or uh, that that guy's not really injured? He's the team sent him home. Is that something you guys kind of gossip about amongst yourselves, or is 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 there usually, no- usually dance usually Dennis when you're in the bubble, like when you're in on the team and you're in the season and stuff. So you got guys all through the league. Like you have a finger on the pulse of whether guys, you know, and, and it's, it's what he's hurt with or because you always see lower body injury, upper body. Well, I know that I ran the snot out of him and separated his shoulder. So I know that it's his shoulder. It's not his elbow, his hand, right? Like different things like that, right? There, there's, there's hidden things. I think the word leaks out. When you're like, if you're at the, if you're in the locker room every day and you're in the game every day and you're around and like that, yeah, you, you will know the real, real as far as anything else. Oh, you know. Because when you go, and especially when you go into other cities. So, so say, like you said, if we played, for example, hypothetically, had a game in Houston, the minute I get in that locker room, that, that locker room kid's telling me the juice on everything, what's going on with, the, the real team as far as the relationship that I have with him. Right. You know what I mean? And it's all different. And, and as you would expect, I had the relationship with the guys that you wanted the relationship with. They trusted me. I trusted them. It goes both ways. I'm still friends with a lot of the locker room guys to this day. 
because they're good kids and mm-hmm. you know they've gone on some of them are uh, equipment managers in the league now you know like it's it's pretty cool but you you and that's how you sort of i guess your network you know to find out who you listen to like truth or or not like like for example with the detroit red wings if i want to know an answer i'll call chris draper and whether he tells me the answer or not i will he will point me in the direction i need to go or or not go or drop it or whatever else right so you know i'm i'm blessed in in that way and then you know when when he doesn't want to talk he'll tell me i'm a media guy and i'll say are you serious and he says yeah and i'll be like that's the nicest thing you ever said and then uh and then we move on so it's 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 about so when you when you're in the game because think about jay too you talk about this jay behind the plate you know what i mean he didn't even not talk to guys a lot but you run into like guys you've played with more that's what I'm more like a guy that, you know, you played with, you, you know, you know, what, up, what up, you know, Espinosa drooling on my shoulder, like, you know, something like that. Just, you have that sort of rapport, whether you're chatty Cathy or you're not, it's like, you know, Hey, good to see you up or, you know, like guys you played in the minors. Or, so it, but here's you know, a long, long answer to here's the interesting no, thing I, I get it. Jason. This is, this is my question to you on the flip side is you played in a unique error error where some of these steroid Air? baseball players, I, I got Air-ra. it out. Era, era. It's my Boston coming Air-ra. out. Talk to Combo, the yard. You know, I love well, that. Dude, era. I mean, you, you could say error to me when you're talking about era, but you can't say error to my guy who's fucking Goldie Glove. But you know, I mean, this is man has mitten, little kitten mittens, <laughs> but, soft hands back there. But so it's in his era. Era. But here's you the thing, Jason. You English you... lessons from a Canadian. That's pretty fucked. <laughs> French Canadian. Um, here's here's the interesting thing is you played in the time where a lot of these steroids baseball players uh, ended up kind of the getting, steroid era. Yeah, we're getting suspended or not. In the talk through the dugouts in the locker rooms, and I'm not gonna. Do oh, any I knew of that. guys were taking steroids, but in my big thing, and I and I said the same thing since day one when it all came out, and um, they started doing all these tests and blah blah blah. Um, it, in my opinion, now that I have a family, all you're doing is, is you're cheating your family because you're going um, to die early. Your heart's gonna blow up. You're cheating your family, you're cheating your kids, you're cheating whoever. And I've said this until day one. You still have to hit the ball to the guys. You still have to now. Does that make the ball go farther? I, I don't know because you know what? I didn't hit any home runs at all. That all being said is I, I knew guys who were who on it. I mean, you can tell because I'm going to tell you what. After the the, the big um, thing that came out, it was like 100 guys that were supposedly, quote, unquote, on this list. Um, and then they started testing big time. Every, I wouldn't say every one of them, I would say 80% of them, they run and they would pull a hammy. They wouldn't just pull a hammy. They would snap a hammy. They'd be throwing. They wouldn't just uh, um, have a strain in their elbow. You're having Tommy John in two weeks. I mean, these guys, and you can look back at who was on the DL. I think it was 2004. Who was on the DL for a, a longer period of time? Well, it was the 15-day DL. Then now it's the 10, 10 IL. But you can look back and who was on either multiple times on the 15-day DL or um, 60-day DL. You can see who was on steroids the years before because 
it just it's it makes you your whole body different and when you can't take it anymore you start snapping stuff all right well here's one that made me giggle and here's yep. we hear hey dennis just just on that point too it's about you know that's the whole thing is back then it's sort of like the opioids and stuff as far as like you know they would give you stuff for because they didn't know the education on it now being educated as jason said there like the repercussions is your life yeah right i mean you're you're literally to your family and stuff and and when you're young and you're trying to make the money because you're everything to everybody else you don't think about that because because a lot of the times you're just the dollar sign and it's unfortunate but it's the reality to, to know that this is a health and wellness but, but uh, that's it, why it, steroid you know like the, to, to, to that yeah ball goes further doesn't make you you're you know maybe it gets bigger who knows but what i'm saying is that at the end of the day you're cheating yourself no that and, and i was i was very well educated with this and, and i'll never forget because one of our mine and my brother's big time christmas presents one when we were little was we we got a a subscription to uh, sports illustrated well it, and that was one of our gifts and um, yeah, awesome. I'll never forget Lyle Alzado was on there. And oh, yeah. I asked my, I mean, just like Bane, I go, uh, dad, why is, why is he on the cover of sports illustrated? Because I mean, if you're on the cover of sports illustrated, you did something oh, big time. Yeah, And he explained to me what steroids were and blah, blah, blah. So I, I mean, ever since we got that sports illustrated, I mean, this was, I was no more than third or fourth grade and we were still fired up whenever it came out. And Lyle Alzado came on one of our things, and we had to ask uh, my dad what steroids were, and he told us, and so it's kind of been a no-no ever since. Well, here's yeah. here's a hockey one that I've heard for many years, and I won't lie. I got caught up in the whole Eric Lindros fad. I loved the guy when he came out, had all of his rookie cards. I thought the guy was phenomenal. Elvis Stoyako, the Olympic skater. And I don't know, D-Mac, if you've heard this one. I heard, you know what? Yes. Yeah. Uh, at the Olympics, knocked him out or something like yep. that or got a fight or whatever like that. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard that rumor. I cannot confirm nor deny. Well, it's a but fun I've one. Heard, but I've heard it. It's, it's true. It, it, it's, I don't know. No one's ever confirmed or deny it, but it's a fun rumor. Basically this little five, six Russian ice skater was being picked on by Eric Lindros in a bar at the Olympics. He was picking him up and kind of tossing him around. And I guess Lindros didn't know this, but he uh, Stoyako was a black belt, and he kicked him in the face and knocked Eric Lindros out cold. And <laughs> as D-Max said, that was something that kind of has gone around the league so many times. And it's kind of funny because if you're a hockey fan, or if you're not, Google Eric Lindros. The guy was a monster. Monster. So, so yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. D-Mac, was he a monster? Because I, I've come well, across absolutely. a lot of guys I played, that I played against him since he was 16 in Oshawa, whatever like that. And he was a man child, you know, but it's all, it's, it's all one of these always, always. Um, yeah. He was a great hockey player, but it was one of those things that he played the same way when he was bigger than everybody, when he was younger and that good with his head down. You're gonna meet somebody who's always bigger. Scott Stevens, let him up. You you can't skate with your head down. It's like the steroids. You're just gonna get to a point, and it, one of those habits is just gonna cash in. And he's a good dude, Eric Lindros. I uh, know him a little bit, and uh, you know, but the concussions <sighs> hampered him and his brother. But you know, right. that, that'd be in her. I'll I'll, uh, I'll uh, inquire more on that one. 
I know, I know guys I can ask that will know the real deal. Well, now here's another one. Now this will kind of hit home with you, Dmac. Not so much baseball, because I don't think people really rig the drafts in baseball. But in basketball and the NHL, it's been long rumored that the league rigs the draft. One of the most famous NHL ones was Sidney Crosby going to the Penguins. That year, the Penguins get out of bankruptcy. Then somehow they get the first pick in the draft and get this franchise player. As You forgot that Mario on the team. Yeah, and, Mario Lemieux, Mar- one of the greatest players of all time. That's, so who, he lived, and that's who he lived with because I was in Pittsburgh at the time. Yeah. Sidney no, Crosby but, lived with Lemieux. Hey, you're, like, I don't know. You know, like, but it makes certain sense. And you look at what happened this year. We're fucking the league. Uh, the Rangers got the first pick and they were in the playoffs the way that they decided to do they So they do goofy shit all the time. Right. Uh, you know what? I would think that it couldn't be hot, but I mean, nothing surprises me. But as a player now, and, and like I said, Jason baseball, I don't think it matters too much because it's so many years between before the a baseball draft pick makes it to the majors compared to an NHL draft pick or baseball or, I mean, basketball or football. So as a hockey player, when you see things like this, because throughout your career you've had to have seen things that make you scratch your head, do you then think it's rigged or do you want to believe that that can't happen in the league you're in? I don't really think about it because that's out of my control. You know, I learned I learned that a long time ago is that, you know, like especially when it comes to league business, mm-hmm. right? S- screw it. Don't don't even why why? Because they and and I it's sad to say, but whether it's old boy network or they do different things. So what I've learned, right, and, and you're asking to as a former player, right? So it's just sort of like you see the way it is, and if you want to change it, you have to change the way that you view it or what you do about it. So that's how we, you know, taking care of your own, doing all this other stuff. So yeah, screwed up stuff. I mean, makes me scratch my head all the time, but dude, that's sports. Um, I would look more to the, which leagues have more of the old boy network and more of the control like that. Could, could that happen again? It comes back to, is it plausible? Yeah. All of these are plausible. None of it's like, Oh no, that'll never happen. Or that never did happen. You know, it seems like it sure as hell happened. And as a Detroit Red Wing fan who had the worst year last year, we deserve the first pick and we get screwed and all this stuff. So, but we move on. I mean, it's a way of life. I'm just used to getting screwed and fighting through it. All right, let's move on to this next one. And this is one I found super interesting. The Patrick Ewing theory. Now, I don't know how many people are huge NBA fans, But basically, the NBA rigged the 1985 draft to make sure the New York Knicks got the number overall pick so they would select Georgetown star Patrick Ewing. So I'm going to kind of read from this article because it's just that good. Uh, Here's why it's here. More than words have been written from this conspiracy theory. Let's see here. Let me cut through all this. Uh, Let's see. Let's get to the nuts and bolts about the guy who presented it and how... Stern was able to know and then the video basically That's all you need to tell him basically there's a video out there and if you watch it the the conspiracy theory is that the NBA rigged the 85 draft so the Knicks who you know they wanted to be the team in the NBA which I think at that time they went seven years without making the playoffs 
would get this game-changing monster in Patrick Ewing. At the time, Patrick Ewing was was just game-changing. It's like we talked about Eric Lindros coming into the league. That's cons- compared played, to... Played at Georgetown under John Thompson. They were like the champions. He was just a man of... He was, uh, you know, David Robinson-esque. You know, one of those big men, Akimo, one of the big men coming out of college that was going to be a game-changer, especially... 80s basketball was all about the center and the big man. So so if you watch the video, this guy comes in from a law firm who, by the way, turns out the law firm owned a, a stake in the New York Knicks. You, if you watch the video, he has seven envelopes. They take the envelopes and turn it into one of those bingo turnstile things. They puts two in. Then the third one, which was the New York Knicks one, had a bent corner on it. And he, and he slaps it in or slams it in a certain way, and then he puts the rest in. Now, they turn it a few times. David Stern puts his hand in, and if you watch, David Stern keeps his eye on that, that, that card, and he roots around, filling around. Now, the rumor is that the NBA took the New York Knicks draft card, stuck it in a freezer for 24 hours, pulled it out for this draft, and then when they dropped it in, they had all he had to do was fill for the super cold envelope, pull it out, and that was Patrick Ewing and the New York Knicks. Which, and we all know what Patrick Ewing did for New York. So let me. Yeah, that, then you, you said it's on video, right? Oh yeah, you said there's a I'm video watching it right watching, now. So I tag it. So Jason, you're watching it right now. What what are you watching? It, and what do you think? So in the interest of podcast time, we pause the podcast. The three of us watched the Patrick Ewing video because I thought it was interesting. Jason, Mac, what did you guys think? There was something very shady going on. And I vaguely, vaguely remember this because uh, just because that's kind of our era. See how I said it the right way, Dennis? Thanks. But I will say this. Um, there's something shady going on without a doubt. Mac. Yeah, there's there's shade. There, there's something going on there. Uh, there's too many shady stuff from from the guy. The way that the like immediately is when you throw the first three and then you bounce the next one, you know. And 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 there's the discrepancies. The one thing is they're lucky. It's eighty five. There's still video of it, but exactly. in today's day and age, you would know exactly what it is. So exactly, I think I agree with I agree with Jay. There's enough shadiness on that that to say I'd look into it more. That's what it's like. Is it worth my time and looking into it? Yeah, because it could be true. It, yep, absolutely. It, it's it's interesting to watch if you go back and do it. Now, the other conspiracy theory, which I thought would I would save to towards the end of this podcast, was the Barry Bonds conspiracy theory. And Jason, you played with Barry. Have you now? Before I bring it up, have you heard any conspiracy theories about him? Well, first of all. You don't even know your um, co-hosts because no, I did not. I thought play you played with, with Barry. Barry. No, you didn't play with Bonds. I played against him. Oh, okay, close enough. You okay. were in baseball though, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. And, and is that is that was that part of your comedy while you're looking for a comedy network? Yes. Is that part of your comedy right there? <laughs> hey, you know what? You guys. But yes, Barry Bonds did play for the Pittsburgh Pirates. At... Did I? We'll we'll talk about this comedy network thing. You you throw shade, but I was uh, look. We'll go to that. Later. Wasn't throwing shade. That you was, took it as shade. Was, I took it as 
I t- you should have took it as that that I'm actually looking at stuff. I, how would I know that if I'm not following things? I appreciate that's how it. I would have took it instead of taking it like like DMAC would have took it from Eiserman. You <laughs> should take it out Eiserman Bennett. So okay, DMAC, stop being stop being me, a little pussy. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this. <laughs> I, I'll we'll I'll explain that at the end of this podcast. Anyways, Barry Bonds, what that he grew that that well that he was on steroids or well, that his head grew or. Here's, that he was bigger in San Francisco than he was in in Pittsburgh. Uh, hello, yeah. Well, is that the conspiracy? Here's here's what's been all written on the internet as far as the conspiracy is that baseball actually manufactured the steroid uh, situation against Barry because of some sort of amphetamines. I, I, now I'm not exactly clear, but I think there was some sort of amphetamine. Uh, shake then that was coming down that Barry Bonds was kind of behind. So baseball did the steroid thing to discredit Barry Bonds. Now, Jason, I, I probably butchered it, but did you ever hear anything? Did you do, wait, you just amphetamines, went. Amphetamines were all over the you place. Went, called yeah, gravy. But you, you went, but you went to, yeah. to uh, one bad thing and another bad thing. So you're saying that they blamed him for steroids when it wasn't steroids. There's amphetamines, but. It was. I don't get the conspiracy here. The so from apparently from what the article I read was saying was, Barry Bonds was behind a driving push to get some sort of amphetamines out of baseball. I I don't know, and baseball, and he was supposed to I guess go in front of somebody and and testify about amphetamines. So in turn, baseball pinned the whole steroid oh. thing on him. To discredit him for the amphetamines. No, I've never heard that. To be honest with you, I mean, I will say this, and um, it's basically like taking a, a greenie was like take drinking five cups of coffee. It wasn't anything but that. So when you land at four morning and you have a one at somewhere and you have a one o'clock game, it kind of just gets you going. But I mean, it, you it gets you up a little bit. I mean. That's why. Listen, did I take him? Yes, but it was a it was a greenie. He was like a. It's basically like three, four, five cups of and coffee. In hockey, I mean, we had Sudafed. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's so. Is it illegal? Once again, you still have to hit the ball. You still have to play, but it wakes you up a little more. Um, it's if you put it's, instead of putting sugar, it's you, caffeine instead. Oh, it's caffeine, right? It Here. Here's the thing about that. You know, when I think of greenies, I think of Mike Schmidt. I think Mike Schmidt was kind of the the one guy that was like, yeah, we all did it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like Sudafed. It's just, the, it's the era of what was there. You know, like back in Jay's day, they were probably sitting in a candy jar when you walk through the training room. You know, <laughs> nowadays they're not. It's a different world. And. Mm-hmm. And the last two were are hockey related. One we kind of had talked about on a past episode was uh, goalie Tom Barrasso from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, he was out for half a year with a mysterious hip injury, which turned out that is uh, it on you know conspiracy theory that his wife actually stabbed him in the hip with a knife because she caught him cheating. I I don't know if you ever heard that one, D Mac. No, but that that's plausible. And yeah. then, and then, and I don't know if this was a conspiracy theory, but it was a 
kind of a funny story, but uh, did you ever hear about the Kevin Stevens, how he got busted with drugs? So the, with the hooker or whatever. Well, he was at, that one or well, they were in St. Louis and uh, he's this cab driver's driving him around and he's this is all I, I and I think this might actually be court documented if if but if not, it's theory. But uh, this cab driver's driving him all around St. Louis looking for drugs and hookers. He picks up a hooker and drugs, takes him. The cab driver takes him to a hotel. Uh, the cab driver asks if he can join him. Uh, Kevin tells him to go F off, get out of here, beat it. And the cab driver immediately goes to a payphone, calls the cops, and he gets busted. By the cab driver. <laughs> By the cab that's when that's when it just it just that's a bad day. <laughs> do 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 on to others. Well, you you're gonna, well, listen. No, I mean that. Think of. I'm just gonna purvey the situation with no names, and I think it's the, he probably did something that the cab driver didn't like. I mean, there's probably more to the story there. A thousand like, percent. So be, uh, that's why you should be kind to everybody. Without a doubt, just be nice to people and be treat people the way you want to be treated. Okay, I have one for you guys. All right, this might hurt you, Dennis. I'm all for it. Austin Red Sox first World Series, right? I believe it was the seventh game. Kurt Schilling has blood on his ankle. The bloody, the bloody socket was ketchup. Yeah, it was a red sharpie. The red sharpie. Yeah, that's true, though. Right. Yes. And yeah, that's true. I mean, it it, look, for a fact. And, and the person that it's told for a me, fact. the person that told me was on the team, was on my team the year after. Really great, fitter. great. Team. Would not make this up. Was in the training room at the same time he was and saw him do it. I don't doubt it. Uh, you know, Chris, he admitted it. I think I heard him admit it. See, I don't. I, I heard that somewhere. I, that's always been one of those things. As a Red Sox fan, I remember when that happened. I'm like, yeah, Kurt Schilling's out there. Yes, we're going to do it. And listen, I cried when they won the championship. I, I was a long-suffering Red Sox fan as, as long as I could remember. I remember being six years old asking my mom for a New York Yankees hat because I liked the symbol. And she said, I'll get you one, but you can't live here anymore. That's <laughs> that's how diehard of 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 Sox family I was raised in, uh, cried like a baby, and I remember it. It and boy, I don't know. For me, it feels like it was five or ten years afterwards when I first heard that conspiracy theory. Jason, when when it happened as a baseball player, was it immediate for you guys, or did you guys was it the same timetable for you guys? I was probably on vacation. I didn't. See it. Um, I I think everybody had a new uh, had an idea. Everybody, uh, I mean, let's say everybody. People knew a personality of somebody. Um, I just know for a fact that this person that told me, and it's not hard to figure out, was on the team. We've actually bleeped it out of a past episode. Have I? Yeah. Or have we? Yes. I, I I will reveal the name at, when we're done recording, and you can tell me if I remember it correctly. And it's not very difficult to remember because the following year he was not with the Red Sox anymore, and maybe it was two years later. Well, we'll but anyhow, long story short is he was on my team. So, 
Now, DMAC, in all fairness, I want to give you a shot here. Is there any uh, interesting conspiracy theories that uh, you may have that you want to talk about? No, the mine are all true. No kiss. Oh, no kissing and telling, huh? (laughs) I don't think I. No, I don't. I'm not big into gossip. That's exactly what it is. I'm. I'm big into the truth. All this is. Yeah. Which is I'm funny. Big, I'm big. I'm big into the truth, but it's plausible. You know, I'm more. Hey, listen, I'm more or less setting people straight on what the hell happened in my life. So, fucking, <laughs> you know. So, um, I I just I like thing. You know, when it comes off the truth, and and I think that it's just in the whole spectrum with the way it is. You know, with with the way the election and with everything else in this country, that it's good to. You know, question, talk, look for answers. My thing is, is it plausible? Yeah, well, you know, let me know if you hear something else about it. But And, be, and before you we uh, we go real quick, I forgot to um, pick, <clears throat> piggyback what DMAX said earlier. The clubhouse guys, the um, they're the yeah. they're the ones you become friends with, especially when you play longer and longer and longer. I talk to more clubhouse guys, see how their family's doing. Um, the assistants, uh, certain PR guys, certain just so there is definitely a thousand percent uh, uh, an in. But I mean, just like DMAX said, it's not like whoever, hey, how was that guy? Ah, dude, he's blah, blah, blah. It's not going to get out. But um, I do right. keep in touch with more clubhouse guys than I do players. Well, considering yeah. what we've gone through this week with everything election wise i thought it would be fun to just kind of have a fun little show and everybody likes a good conspiracy theory and if you guys enjoyed this i can dig some more up and maybe down the line we can do a whole different episode with with different sports maybe even real life conspiracy theories if that's where you guys want to go with this but i kind of enjoy a good conspiracy theory all right that's uh, the mystery writer in the <laughs> No, you know what? You're right, and it's it's pretty cool for the fans because th- there is going to be some insight that we we have a little bit of it. Like I said, have I heard the Cal Ripken one? Yes. Do I believe it? Eh, coin toss. But I'm going to tell you what: if that really happened, what a bad dude! I mean, he's <laughs> better than because that's pretty cool. Now, you know, certain things you know, and certain things the fuck you don't. Happened there. Ah, welcome back. So uh, oh, Jesus. there we go. Uh, in the back pocket, we have the world's greatest tag team. We'll we'll try to knock that one out. Uh, next week, we have Gallows, maybe Anderson, coming on the podcast to promote Talk and Shop of Mania 2. Make sure you get on pay-per-view on all digital platforms, November 13th. That's a Friday, 10 p.m. Uh, DMAC, I can't wait. We're going to get together. We're going we're gonna to have fun for that night. Oh yeah, Dennis, we're gonna have fun. Oh yeah, Dennis, we're gonna I have fun. I think the next one we do, the next time we get all four of us, we need to to do the Zoom thing, and 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 because the Josh, the bad taste that Josh <laughs> put in our mouth, we and have people ask some serious questions. Whether and, and listen, that might pop up again. Josh might pop up again. Josh is infamous we'll, now on this we'll, show. We'll roll with I, it. I'm. I listen. I'm glad that I did not see that or was not privy to that so that's that's all good that's burned in your mind but i'll play whatever you guys want to do all right so i think we should do the zoom thing and have uh 
listeners ask questions. Oh, that's a, that sounds good. We'll we'll work that out. And we like I said, we have the the Sweet Sixteen wrestlers. Maybe we'll have fans do voting too. So that could be some interesting stuff. If we have a tiebreaker, we can pick one fan to break the tie. So if you're interested, email wrestlingwithsports at gmail.com. DMAC, do some quick promoting, my friend. Uh, at Real Darren McCarty on uh, Instagram and Facebook, DarrenMcCarty.com, the Darren McCarty brand. Uh, and then if you're in the Detroit area, check out my WJR show Friday night, Sam 760, 7 to 8 p.m. Even if you're not, you can listen to it online at WJR.com. Oh, thanks, bud. You're welcome. I got you, friend. And if you don't go listen to that, you're going to get a left hook dropped on your jaw. That's right. Bajanga. All right, guys. Bajanga. Wrestling with sports. We'll see you later.